Love is understanding. Pyar samajhna hai. Welcome to Story Talking with Laksh. This is the final episode of my Love Is series. I guess I can call it that. That's what the titles have been so far. If you haven't heard this show before, I don't know how to make this any easier for you, except welcome. Uh, I really appreciate you joining without ever having heard the show before. But just to recap, I'm a writer. I released this audio show on this music app called GeoSavan, which is uh, quite big in India and apparently worldwide, because that's what people have been um, sending me messages from worldwide. Not showing off, just telling you geographically, I've heard from more than one country. I made this show called Tumne Kisi Se Kabhi Pyar Kiya Hai, which was a, a lockdown show, something I needed to focus on. It was it was something that that i needed to do it was it was a distraction you can call it that it was a reaction it was it was so the show is set in the 90s and i'm again if you've been hearing the series you already know and you're only here because you're a super fan who wants to know what it was like to write it this is the fourth part in the series so the first was love is a long story Next was love is an illusion. Third was love is unnecessary. And this is love is understanding. I'm going to be talking about the last three episodes, but the show in general, I'll, I mean, I've, I went through this a little bit in the first episode of this, but I wanted to set a show in the 90s before the internet. I wanted to set a show in a time where human interaction was quite important face to face and because of the lockdown because that got removed from a lot of everyone's lives i wanted to then really i mean not just write a nostalgia piece because i i grew up in the 90s but i was not a teenager in the 90s like the character is i just i wanted people to remember what it's like to be with other human beings and to talk about this idea of um, coming of age, coming of understanding of what love is, what life is with or without love, and why we seem to always be at... Um, I feel like the way people talk about love and the way it's shown in movies and and, and, and series and all that, it's all, there's, people have a love-it relationship with the idea of love. You're either really happy you're in love or you're really upset that you were in love and why did why did you fall in love and all that. So I wanted there to be a show about that idea of how, why do we treat love like that? Why do we think it's more important than it should be or why do we think it's not important at all? And uh, that's, that's the little recap. The real story started off with this guy who met... A girl named Priya. And again, now I'm talking to people who've already heard the show. So you know what happens in the end. You know that it starts 
and ends with the same sentence, which is something I'll get back to in a, in a minute. So yeah, the narrator meets a girl named Priya in the year 2001, 4th May 2001. And just a little tidbit, guys. I named it 4th of May because uh, I think I started, I was writing this show. Was I writing this show by 4th May? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 11th of May is when it released. I had been recording the show on 4th of May. And uh, May the 4th for Star Wars fans is a very important date. And I'm a Star Wars fan. So I was like, you know what? May the 4th. May the 4th be with you is, uh, is the chant that Star Wars fans have. So I was like, yeah, let's keep it May the 4th. I did not realize until after that May the 4th means it's 4th of May, which is the fifth month of the year. And he is recording this three months later, which is, uh, he says, so 4th of August. And it wasn't until I finished recording and writing everything that I realized that he was talking about a month before 9-11 happened in New York. And again, that this is completely side note. This is just me observing that some that's something that I said the story in. And I realized even after that realization that I mentioned that Maya was leaving for New York to become a lawyer. And I felt really bad having done that. Just to let you know, it's... There was, no, there was no connection there. I didn't send Maya to New York in the place that something bad is about to happen or something. That was not the intention. I'm just telling you this is my observation of my own writing after I did it. It was, it was a little freaky, to be honest. And I, I just want to assure you that nothing bad happened to Maya. I, I promise you, I did not do that. I didn't make her fall into harm's way or anything. But... Um, to be honest, I think subconsciously I set the story in the 90s because I do feel that 2001 was such a weird year and we're kind of living through something when 2020 being what it is. I wasn't thinking of it when I started writing it, but now that I've written it and I've had the time to think about it and, and you know, uh, absorb everything, I do think... I was viewing 2001 as the last year where something like this happened, where something shook the entire world. And even though what happened in September 2001 was all was was an America thing, it was. I mean, I, I was living in India. I was 12 years old. I think I was just about to turn 12 the week after, and um, it it may it felt like the first time I noticed that we're all like I consciously noticed that we're all part of a giant world and that we all communicate and we're connected somehow. And then six years later, I moved to America to live there. And um, I remember, this is completely side note again, not related to the story, but just to share it with you. I was in, in San Diego in my college apartment. I was on my way to LA when... The 2611 attacks happened in 2008 at the in Mumbai in Taj and Leopold's and, and all the other bomb blasts. So I do think that 
the idea of setting the story before all the crazy stuff happened was kind of again uh again i mean i think there's a negative connotation with the word nostalgia that you want to live in the past or you want to go back to it i view it i view nostalgia and this idea more as um a remembrance just remembering that we used to live in a simpler way i i don't know anyway that's that's a little side note there don't know why that happened but that's the fun part of making a podcast where you don't know edits you just speak your mind coming back to the story so now that you've heard everything you know what happens um when he finds maya again and i'll be very honest i i thought very long and hard about the whole cigarette slash weed scene i did think that it was uh it could be seen as something you know why would i make maya do something that she didn't like him doing uh when they were in college the whole cigarette scene in college and just my perspective the reason that i think i wrote that scene because i mean i'm i'm being very honest i don't decide why a scene happens i only know that a scene happens i don't really think about what that scene means in the larger story until i finish writing it when a scene starts i know i have no clue where it's going to go so when i wrote that scene where at the end of 18 where he sees maya again after more than a year and he sees her smoking a cigarette and it rem- it reminds him of how she was upset about him smoking a cigarette remember that she was upset that he was breaking a promise that he made to his dad the idea was not that she was against him smoking a cigarette maya was always some sort of uh, like if you notice you don't know anything about maya you as the listener and me as the writer we know we both know the same amount about who maya was and that was on purpose for sure i wanted you to see that this is a one-sided story he's telling you i never knew maya so how can i the writer know maya more than he did and how can you the listener know maya more than he did so the idea was that he thinks this is what maya was like and he tells himself that oh yeah maya didn't like me smoking so it probably meant that she's against smoking but really it was about him breaking a promise to his dad that he was never going to smoke that's what maya was upset about so seeing us i mean there's another way to look at it him finding maya after all these years doing something and talking about things that she never talked about in college only goes to show that obviously he didn't know her that well he didn't know her that well and two possibly maya is living her own life maya has her own journey that none of us really know anything about we know that he met her in uh, when he was 13 14 in in school he met her for 2 weeks and she became this story in his head that he you know someone uh fantastical and mystical and someone not even real and then he meets her again in college and he knows nothing about her 
from in the last, you know, 14 to 18, he knows nothing about her. She doesn't tell him, he doesn't ask, he doesn't show any interest because he thinks that it would trigger the wrong that he subconsciously or even maybe uh, consciously did when he ignored her and ended up with, with Radha. So the fact that Maya shows up at the end was the idea there of her coming back and the whole scene in which she leaves and says when he asks her that was it you all those years ago eight years ago at the gate when i was with radha and at jaggi's house was it you and she says no and i'll give you a little bit of a a hint that maybe you heard or noticed or or maybe didn't pay attention to right before in that scene when he's asking her why didn't you tell me about wanting to become a lawyer and she's like I always wanted to become a lawyer and it was after my parents divorce and he's like he wants to probe her more about this whole thing and she's like don't ask me more about my childhood otherwise I'm gonna have to lie to you so when he asked her that question at the end something that he felt really strongly about as a, as a very strong memory and she says no it wasn't me i'm i'm as the writer telling you that maybe she was there maybe she wasn't but this maya this maya was not there that's why he says that's him now at the age of 25 remembering that three years ago I met Maya again and my chapter with Maya finally closed. The idea that he always, whenever he met Maya again, whenever he even dated Maya in college, he was always trying to live the life he would have lived if it would have been Maya that night at Juggie's party and not Radha. And him meeting her again all these years later, even that's why it was getting over Maya was also a big deal for him because he just thought that it was his childhood love that he never got to see through. So her showing up again after all these years and his past coming back which was a big part of that day coming back for Jaggi's wedding, him first being put into his place by Radha and uh, what was the other girl's name? Uh, I am forgetting. Yeah, Jaggi, who did Jaggi marry? I don't remember. But yes, he meets Maya again and then she leaves finally, finally leaves his life. It was to put him into the right gear that don't romanticize the past that's kind of that's kind of the whole point of the story we we think we're in love and then when we're done with it we sometimes add more to the love that used to be and when he's talking to when he's telling the story in this tape to this girl that he might possibly marry he's trying to come to terms with the idea that, oh, he had been romanticizing love in the, 
from the past. And he finally realizes that I have to stop doing that. If I'm going to be in love now, I have to recontextualize what I think love was all these years because I was getting it wrong or I was putting more weight to something that didn't really, it was, it was like overinflating the idea because now it's a memory rather than real life. And that's the whole thing with memories that even my last story, was about that we sometimes use memories as a way to make our past make more sense. But what happened happened. And you can reframe the past as a, as a new memory with a new narrative, with a theme and, and music and all of that, but that's not going to change what actually happened. It can change how you feel about what happened. It can change how you remember what happened. But you're doing a disservice to the past by trying to think that it was more than it was. So that's, that's kind of why this show came together. That's what I wanted to explore. And with the last episode, which is uh, 17 minutes long, the idea really was to have him eventually get to Priya. Because the thing that I really appreciate about listeners, and you guys have been you know, talking to me through messages and everything, People really wanted Maya to be the the heroine of the story, the main, you know, the one that he ends up with. And that's kind of not possible because it's gone. Like Maya, he's, he's like, this is something I think maybe movies make us feel that, oh, when someone is thinking of the past, that's because there's someone in the past they want to reconnect with and, and that's who they're supposed to be with. It's... It's not where I wanted this story to go ever. It's kind of the, the story was the antithesis to that idea that your now is your now. Your past can't be your now. And there's a line in, in 18 or 19 where he talks about how and I'll be, I mean, I'm being honest throughout this, but I'll be very, very honest, honest to the 10x. I didn't know I was going to write that line, but that line means a lot to me. That line is me talking to myself too. I've been doing so many things over the last, in terms of professionally, I've been out of college for almost uh, nine years. Actually, nine years exactly. June of 2011 is when I graduated from UC San Diego. I started working the year before. So I've been working for 10 years. I've done so many things, but when I look at the past, I, I obviously, like anyone would, I see mistakes because we just have a different connection with incomplete ideas. If something is done, then it's kind of like a checklist. We, we cross it off. 
It's the incomplete items on our checklist that stay with us, that sometimes mock us. They make us feel like we are incomplete. And that's why this story was something that I wanted to tell that there's a time for you to complete your checklist, your items, your, 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 your task list. But when that time passes, even if you didn't complete that list, you should maybe throw it away. Keeping an old list when you need a new list is, is, is some sort of, you know, self-hate, I think. Reminding yourself that you left things incomplete it's fine if you want to redo something with a new passion or new vigor and new understanding and maybe improve as a person. But if the goal is not to improve, then you're delving into some sort of uh, self-harm, self, self-hate emotionally. So why that's why the 21st episode is really a conversation with Priya that... Priya, I didn't know I was going to say all this stuff when I started this recording. And, you know, just to be clear, the format of the show requires him to be recording the story in real time. I gave you 21 episodes, but it's, it's a three-hour recording. He's talking nonstop. You heard it in chunks but he had just spent three hours talking to Priya and that's why a lot of the scenes I mean there's gaps there's 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 pauses there's there's him hesitating to share something there's him going back to what he had you know as a tangent in his head all of that was by design and reaching the end there was a there was a relief not just for me as the storyteller, but for him as the narrator, that, you know what, Priya, I think I get it now. That's why when he's saying that Pyar samajna hai, Pyar is, is kisi ko pura samajna hai, yehi pyar hai. I didn't know that was going to be the ending. I didn't know that was going to be the focus point of my whole show. It was being done with it, being, I mean, I'll, I can tell you this now, I didn't record the last episode until a week before you were supposed to hear it. And uh, even though I recorded pretty much everything else before you even started hearing the show, I didn't, I wrote everything, but the idea of having to record it and have you hear it, I needed there to be enough time to have passed. Because for me, the journey of having people embrace the show, people are still sending me messages. We did really well this week. It's been, it's been a week since the last three episodes came out. And uh, I just checked. We are over 460,000 listens, plays, streams, whatever you want to call it. And that's, that's 460,000 streams that wouldn't have happened if this lockdown hadn't happened. And for me, this whole, the whole exercise of doing this was to, was to feel better during all this. And 
of course, you know, subconsciously that stuff comes out in your writing. The idea that, oh, what would life have been like if we weren't in lockdown? That's, 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 that's the Maya story. What would life have been like if, if, if he was with Maya and been Siddhartha Radha from the very beginning? All of that, like, again, all of this, <laughs> everything you go through comes into your writing. There's, I don't know how else to write. I just know that I can make up names and I can make up a plot where really not a lot happens in my stories in terms of plot. But these are my, these characters are my, um, they're my loudspeakers. They're, they're my newspaper column. They're, they're my way of communicating what I am thinking about. Maybe not I'm particularly feeling, but what I'm thinking about. And many times, as I've shared with you already, many times I don't know what I'm thinking about until after I've read it. And yeah, that's, that's the show. The, of course, many people had been asking me until, until the finale came out about, is this story going to continue? This story is for sure over. I knew this was a self-contained 21-episode story when I wrote it. However, given how much we have gone through together as, uh, as me, the, the narrator, the, the storyteller, and you, the listener and participant into this story, I do think it'll be fun to continue this series. I do have another idea that... I've juggled with a few, but by the time the story was over, I, I came down to one idea, which is going to be set today in the, in the 2020 years, I don't know, in 2020. And um, I don't know if I'm going to address the lockdown or not. I haven't gotten to that part. I have the premise in my head. I know how it's going to start, but it's, it's going to be very different from this. It's, it's not going to be so much about the past or multiple explorations of love. It's going to be more real time. Is That's all I can say. I don't want to say more because then I might as well just write the story and, and narrate it to you, right? That part will take more time. It, may, it will probably not be 21 episodes, to be honest. It may be less. Given how I'm feeling, I don't know if I'm going to do multiple episodes at a time. I might do one episode per week. I might even, I mean, now I'm purely just speculating and having fun, but I might even make a show that I just, I record it and I put it up like the next day. It may not be so structured just because of how I'm feeling creatively. That being said, I do have another thing that I mentioned very briefly at the end of the last 21st episode, but all of this stuff that's going on in the world right now, that's going on in India right now, that's going on in our lives and everyone's lives, it's got me really, I needed to react to it creatively. I needed to have something be a response to what I'm seeing, not in a way to, you know, just add more, talk into the world, but to, to add a little bit of hope, 
to talk about the idea of hope. So that's why I have a new show on Umid Factory, which means Hope Factory. And uh, it's going to come out July 1st. This episode that I'm recording right now, talking to you, is uh, recording this on June 28th. I think I'll just put this up tonight. Hopefully I should be able to. And then I want you to please, please, please check out my new show. It It is not fiction. It is not a love story. But it's very important to me. It's, it's for a very good cause, which I'll be posting about as the show starts. But there is an organization in Delhi called the Salam Balak Trust. And they, for 30 years, for as long as I've been alive, have been helping street children get food, education, shelter, healthcare, and it's, they, they've helped so many and their children have gone on to become really amazing contributors to society and to the world and to creativity. So I wanted to make a show that would be of benefit, not just, you know, a way for you to pass five minutes of time, which I'm all for. I want to keep telling you stories. I want to keep being some sort of a relief in these uncertain times. But I also want to do things that hopefully impact people on a, on a, in a more meaningful way, in a more uh, tangible way, in a more immediate way. So Meat Factory is going to be a different kind of uh, talk show, a different kind of interview show where I'm going to talk to people in positions of power and with, with, with knowledge and with, with uh, some understanding of where our country goes from here, of where we as a society, we as a civilization go from here. And uh, along the way, we're hopefully going to raise some money for the Salam Balak Trust. And I'm going to be sharing how all of that will work out as the show starts. So thank you so much for listening to this. For listening to this, I'm going to say it fast, really, one more time. There we go. I will be back with a season two. Uh, I'm going to take a little bit of a break from story talking because I want to focus more on writing the stories that I can be talking about. I do, if you've been a listener of this show from before, you know I've been writing a novel, which I put on pause for the show. I will be getting back to that novel very soon. I do have some really fun ideas for where it can go next. So you may see a new story talking soon about the novel. And uh, until then, if you haven't heard my other shows, please go check them out. I'm going to be posting things about Omid Factory. Oh yeah, Omid Factory has its own Instagram and Twitter page, which I would really appreciate that people follow. And also, I forget, uh, I posted about how the show will also... I'm hoping that I can try something out if you, if you indulge me, listeners. I want to share your stories of hope during this lockdown. You can send them to me, write them to me in any way you want. Factory at gmail.com. Twitter and Instagram of the channels are also shared on my profiles. Just send them to me and I hope that we can come up with a really cool way of sharing them on the show as well. So yes, check out my other shows. I will be back with a new story talking very soon. Until then, I'll uh, 
I wish you hope. That's, that's the new thing that I'm doing with the Meat Factory. I wish you hope. Thank you.